We have reached the end of our fantasy baseball regular season. The NFL is back with about 20% fan capacity because apparently COVID-19 only affects you at 21%. The NHL and the NBA are in the playoffs, and this past Saturday we had the greatest sports equinox ever, with six pro leagues playing on the same day. Mile High Sports Guy back on the mic to talk all about it. Our guest today is the only other owner in the Tula Window to the Wow League to win a championship. It's weird to know that we are done with school, and now everyone else is online. I miss going to classes with you, man, and living life on campus. Michael White, y'all. Well, uh, welcome back on the air. I appreciate you having me back on. Yeah. So, um, how's quarantine been treating you? I mean, quarantine's been, uh, you know, been okay. Um, I mean, for me, it's, you know, because I don't, uh, it never changed the way my, my job has been. So, I still go out. Um, I, I don't have to, I don't, I can't work from home with the job I have. So in a lot of ways it's been in that regard, normal. Um, but, uh, you know, for the most part, man, just, uh, you know, it's gotten better out here in Arizona. So that's good. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, just, uh, be, uh, socially distant whenever I can. <laughs> yeah. So are you having to wear a mask at work then too, I'm assuming? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've been, it's been like that for, for a while, even before it was like required, um, just going into like every store and all that, like you, you have to wear a mask. So you get used to it. I, I don't really wear my glasses anymore just cause it, I, I hate how it fogs up my glasses. So I, yeah, I it's, go uh, it's hard, one, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it, it's a pain. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, at the end of the day, if, if that's the biggest worry about it, then, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it. <laughs> Has it been pretty hot still? I mean, it it was it's, it was really hot until this week. It actually started to cool down quite a bit. So, like leaving for work in the morning, it actually felt really nice. You could actually drive with the with the windows down, and uh, you know it gets hot around ninety ninety five degrees this week during the middle of the day. But it's actually not too bad in the morning and at night now. So hopefully, it stays like that. <laughs> I guess I'm weak because <laughs> I never drove there with my windows down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, it's it's rare do it but if you leave early enough in the morning or at night it's it's uh it's doable nice well yeah so um i've actually been working at chick-fil-a since uh covid and we haven't had anyone in the restaurant to dine in and still don't have a date of when we're going to reopen so it'll be uh interesting to see what happens Uh, yeah i mean that's it's a tough part because even even if the even if the numbers get better um you know because you're you're in uh, colorado right yeah yeah, so like I, I don't know how numbers are doing out there for you guys, but like even with the numbers getting better, you still got to be careful about you know reopening too soon to like dine in and stuff like that. But uh, exactly, um, I've been to a couple restaurants out here, um, you know, not not too much, but like uh, every now and again, I have been out to a dine in like at a restaurant, and they do a pretty good job of the of the distancing of of people and the tables and everything like that. So I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's probably the same out there. Um, but, but places are getting, getting better about it and keeping it safe. So, so hopefully soon. Yeah. My sister's actually headed out to Phoenix, uh, at the end of the week for a bachelorette party. So hopefully they're able to do some activities. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully. And, and hopefully it's, uh, still not as uh, scolding hot as it's been throughout the summer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, well, a quick little question for you before we get into the interview. Okay. Which sport? are you looking forward to the most seeing live as a fan once COVID ends? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, 
I'm going to say, I mean, I, I love going to baseball games, man. I don't know what it is. There's just something about it. You know, I, I mean, football and basketball, I, I love going to those too, but there's just always something special about going to a baseball game. Uh, so I, I would, I would go with baseball. I can't wait to to get back out uh, to LA in the summertime and, and go to a Dodger game where it's a, uh, you know, 50,000 fans and it's a great atmosphere. So uh, yeah, I'll say baseball. Yeah. I'd have to agree completely. And um, yeah, baseball is just a different animal when it comes to the fan experience, I think. And yeah, as, as a basketball or football fan, you kind of have to constantly be watching because, you know, things can change in an instant, but with mm-hmm. baseball, you know, you can walk around, you can go get a beer, you can get a snack, go to the team store during the game. And, you know, you might miss a play or two, but you're not necessarily going to miss the biggest thing unless they're throwing a no-no. Like, yeah, you can kind of do whatever. Exactly. Yeah. There's just something that's a little more relaxed in that way. And just, yeah, I don't know, just something special about it. So yeah, I definitely can't wait for, for baseball stadiums to open back up. Yeah. Hey, well, we're going to just hop right into it, fantasy baseball. Um, last year, as we all know, my dad and I won the championship with a losing record. That's the second wild card. <laughs> and we had five teams in the league with losing records. This year has been a completely different story. The league is much more competitive. You're going to finish 6-1, and one, and we're going to have five teams, 4-3. and three. So it's pretty great, and I'm I'm pretty happy about it. I think that you know even with the shortened season, guys have been playing hard, and you know outside of Garvey and Steven, you know everyone's been fighting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been uh, super competitive, and I was actually just looking that up uh, right before we got on because I was curious to see how the final standings were going to shake out, and to see I think you said five, four, and three teams. You know, obviously small sample size. This is a weird year, but yeah, it's, it's been really competitive. It, it, it's been fun. So what do you think the keys were to your success? I think, I think last time we were, we were on here, we talked about my team last year and the biggest struggle of last year was pitching. So like, that was just a, that was a big point of emphasis in the draft for me was to get better with pitching. And I think, honestly, I think that's been the biggest thing because I think offensively last year, I, I, my team was solid and this year it's been good, even though we've had some injuries. Um, but yeah, pitching, thing with you know even Bueller actually hasn't done all that he was he was really mm-hmm. the guy I was counting on um, well he's, he's been, been injured a little too huh? yeah yeah he's been injured and he's actually back on the aisle again but yeah mm-hmm. just guys like Corbin uh, even though he's actually kind of struggled lately too but uh Granky well, the Nats are ass yeah yeah very, <laughs> very much so um uh-huh. but yeah uh Granky picked up uh Adam Wainwright uh, off the waiver wire actually got a guy that I believe you dropped it yeah, I, I actually I drafted Ryu because he led the league in ERA last year, and then uh, his first couple starts with Toronto didn't impress me, so I dropped him, and I think he's kind of improved a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he, he's done a solid job, and, and I saw that too. He had he didn't do well his first couple starts, and I was just like, oh, I, I might as well just take a chance. So he, he's been pretty good. And then this guy, uh, this guy for Atlanta, um, I think his name is Ian Anderson. Um, he, is he he's been rookie? really good too. Yes, yeah, he, he's been really solid. Um, so yeah, just pitching, pitching has been a lot better. I, I don't really have any closers or the guys that I have are kind of, I, I just pick up, uh, you know, off the waiver wire, but yeah, starting pitching has been big for me. Um, yeah, his name's Ian Anderson. Yeah. Rookie. And he's, okay. he's been really good lately as well. Yeah. So if you look at ESPN fantasy standings on computer through the, uh, browser, instead of the app, you can actually mm-hmm. see your stats 
And I looked it up. So your starting pitchers are 28 and 19 with 433 strikeouts and an ERA overall of 3.52. So that's pretty stellar uh, for a staff right there. Yeah, no, they it's it's been strong. And the guy that I, I completely forgot to even mention was Yu Darvish, who, who's probably going to win the uh, Cy Young this year in the National yeah. League or is, is one of the top guys. And I think I had him last year, too. And he's always, you know, he has great stuff, but can't always put it together. And this year, um, in this abbreviated season, I mean, he's he's been uh, amazing so far. So, yeah, yeah, really good starting uh, rotation so far. Yeah. And then you also changed your team name from Team A to the Rizzo to Welcome to the Glaberhood. And is that just because you don't have Anthony on your team anymore? Or? Yeah, I don't have Anthony anymore. So I figured I should probably change the name second to, to finally do it. But, yeah, I, li- I like it. I think Welcome to the Glaberhood, it's a, it's a solid name, solid name. Did you search that or come up with it on your own? I wish I could tell you that I made it up on my own, but I definitely searched it. it so it was one of the first ones that popped up and I it was pretty funny. So I thought, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was very <laughs> unique. So cool. Cool. Well, uh, so your keepers, Nolan Arenado and uh, Francisco Lindor have not necessarily played up to the hype of keeper status. What do yeah. you think of their performances so far this year? Well, kind of like you said, I mean, they, it, they haven't played up to their, their normal levels. Um, but it's, it's such a strange year with this abbreviated season with, with, you know, going through spring training, stopping, going through this summer, uh, the summer camp deal going into this two month season. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it didn't, it didn't necessarily surprise me to see some of these guys that are usually really good struggle throughout a lot of this. So, you know, I mean, look at Christian Yelich. Oh, no, exactly. I mean, Christian Yelich, you look at a guy like uh, Cody Bellinger has been, been struggling for the Dodgers pretty good. Um, so, I mean, it's just it, – it's such a strange year. It's kind of – there's a part of me that feels like you just kind of have to throw some of these stats out the window with some of these guys. Um, so, yeah, they, they haven't played all that great, but, you know, other guys have stepped up. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's worked out well so far. Yeah. So, with well, how well your pitchers have been playing, do you think that you're going to select different keepers for next season? I think I'll definitely select at least one different one because, you know, I think as we talked about again last uh, last pod I was on, you know, it, it's always nice to, with the keepers, at least have one starting pitcher and one uh, uh, offensive player. But last year my pitchers were so bad, it just didn't make any sense to keep any of them. Right. So this year I have some options, which will be nice. So I'll probably keep one of those guys and then, yeah, offensively pick uh, pick one uh, one of the guys I got as well. Yeah. I think for me, it's been hard, too, because, you know, Verlander's been out and then Scherzer's getting yeah. up there in age. So this is mm-hmm. like my fifth year having them. And, you know, they've been the staples of my organization for years and have won me th- uh, two championships in three years. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, honestly. I've been talking to my dad about it. I'm like, do, you, do we just scratch this and start over? Or if we win the ship again this year, do we keep them and try again? So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah, I and I, I see where I, I see where you're at with that because but the the good thing with guys like Scherzer and Verlander in particular, Verlander is a guy that's seems like it doesn't matter how old he is, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be damn good or you know, gonna at least be pretty competitive. Um and, and Scherzer too, um, even though, you know, he's not at the same point of his career as Verlander. I think he still has some um uh <clears throat> longer years in his prime left. But um yeah, it's it's a dilemma, man. I mean, you also you got some good players as well with LeMahieu and um 
and Rendon yeah. and guys like that. Oh, uh, Tim Anderson I absolutely well. yeah. love JT Real Muto. Yeah. The dude is yeah, a I mean, stud. One of the best catchers in the game. So at least you got some options if you want to let go of one of those guys. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, and, and who knows, man, because I know you're probably hoping that, uh, that Arenado that I, that I let him go into the, <laughs> out of one of my keepers. So you might be getting a good third baseman in the draft. You never know. I mean, I'll say it right now. I don't see you keeping Arenado or Lindor. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, If I'm being yeah. honest with you, there's the, I, I could, I could definitely see that as well. Is James Harden a keeper for Kobe Wan Kenobi? Because it seems like neither you nor the Rockets can get over the hump. Is it time to blow it up and start over? Or do you still have faith in the beard? So I still have faith in the beard fantasy-wise to be the leader of my team. I just I need to do a better job of getting more consistent play and, and drafting better around him. Um, in terms of actual basketball, I, I questions about whether uh, this Houston team – previous or as as constructed now can actually go farther than the conference finals or the championship um and now with d'antoni gone you know the guy that's the master small ball you know can you still play that way and find another coach that's going to be able to optimize the talents of the guys that they have there so i think there's a lot of questions in that regard but for for kobe one kenobi uh, uh no doubt he's he's uh he's my guy so well i'm gonna say it bluntly the rockets are gonna suck next year they don't have a draft pick and they don't really have any, you know, trade pieces. Like what can they do? Cause they're paying Westbrook and Harden so much money as well. Like who's going to want to go there. See, that's, you're exactly right. They're, they're really strapped financially. They're a team that doesn't like to go over the luxury tax, um, you know, paying Harden Westbrook. Uh, I think they pay Eric Gordon, you know, quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see how they're even able to improve the team because, like you said, there aren't really any great trade pieces they have. They don't really have any draft picks to trade. Um, so it's going to be, you know, I feel like fringe improvements. Um, but like I said, I'll be curious to see if they if they just decide to stick with the small ball thing with Tucker at the center, or do they try to find a, a cheap option at the center spot to at least have a, a bigger guy there that can roll the basket um, and be a, a shot blocker and rim protector. So. Um, yeah, not sure how much they can. Uh, so I, I could definitely see them struggling next year, especially with a coach that doesn't necessarily understand how to utilize that small yeah. ball. I don't know if they'll play. make the playoffs. Oh, no. I mean, with how tough the West is, um, you know, when you look at teams like <clears throat> you look at a team like, you know, obviously the Pelicans. Um, and I, I could definitely see Dan Tony going to the Pelicans and trying to help them get over the hump over mm-hmm. there. You know, they're going to improve. Uh, obviously, did they get Memphis. rid of Lionel Why not? Yeah. Oh, you mean? Uh, I mean, Alvin Gentry. Yeah, Alvin Gentry. They did. Yeah, they let go of Alvin Gentry. Um, mm. So, so they're yeah they're looking for a head coach. So I could definitely see D'Antoni going over there. Um, and then obviously you have the Warriors. They're going to get healthy. We'll see what they do with that draft pick or whether they try to trade it to bring somebody. In. So I mean, like you said, oh, and the Suns too. I mean, you look at the Suns and how well they play in the bubble. We'll see if they can keep that going into next season. Yeah. So. The West is so tough. I mean, I could definitely see the Rockets uh, dropping out. Mm-hmm. Well, that was actually my next question for you is, so Devin Booker and the Suns played out of their minds in the bubble. Do you think it was an anomaly, an anomaly or do the Suns have a future surrounding Devin Booker? I think they definitely have a future, and I think you saw the potential of what it could be in the bubble of, you know, of, of how effective they could be 
Um, I think the biggest thing is obviously, you know, what you're it's really the other guys in particular, DeAndre Ayton, you know, is he going to be a, is he going to be a legitimate number two scorer for you? Um, and at times he showed that last year. And I think if he can do that on a consistent nightly basis and stay healthy with the other guys that they, uh, Ricky Rubio, strong veteran point guard, uh, Mikel Bridges, um, Cam Johnson, those guys on the wings, I think they have the potential to do something um, and, and be a playoff team, but you know, they just gotta, they gotta find that consistency. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was, uh, they were saying this was Devin Booker's first four game win streak of his career. And then they ended up going eight and up. <laughs> so like, that's pretty crazy. I, I could definitely see that it's been, it's been a struggle uh, for, for him out in, out in Phoenix, but people are, people are starting to see, I think what anyone who's lived down in Arizona has seen is how, how good that Devin Booker is and, and how, how great he has a chance to be. So um, he's yeah, 23. Oh yeah. He's so young and just, I mean, it's crazy to think it, it feels like it was just recently he was at Kentucky, um, right. you know, and, and I don't even think he was starting on that team, which is, which is still insane to think about over there as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, I think the future is bright in Phoenix. We'll just see if they can find that consistency and put it all together. Yeah, I was really hoping to see the Suns play the uh, Trailblazers in that West play-in because Memphis was terrible in the bubble. But that game was still pretty good between Ja Morant and Damian. Yeah, the playing game was great, um, but I think I think that's what everyone wanted, you know, especially when Jaron Jackson got hurt uh, for mm-hmm. Memphis. You know, and I think we everyone wanted to see uh, a much more healthy Phoenix Suns team against uh, against the Trailblazers. I think that would have been a – I think that might. I think that would have went more than the one game for sure. Yeah. Well, the uh, the Denver Nuggets pushed the Clippers to Game Seven after being down three one, and they came back three one against the Jazz. So, do you think the Nuggets can do it again and face the Lakers in the West Finals? I think they can do it. Um, I just it, the thing with the Clippers, which has been you know crazy, is is the way that they've been you know essentially turning it on and off. You know, a lot of a lot of good teams do that, but the way it where you know they'll have these big leads and they keep blowing these big leads has has kind of been insane um, and I think a team like Denver and, and you look at like Jokic's post-game interview um, where you know he essentially talked about there really is no pre- pressure on Denver all the pressure is on the Clippers they were up 3-1 they were supposed to be the, the conference finals in place of the Lakers and they're supposed to be the team that goes to the finals so there's a so I think they're going to play loose um, and I think I think they're going to play and have fun, like Jokic was saying. Um, and I think they could definitely do it. Um, I don't know if they will. I, I have a feeling the Clippers are going to they're going to pull out a, one good game in this series to finish it off. But I could definitely see Denver um, finding a way to take the series. Yeah. Well, I have the Clippers and the Heat in the finals, so I don't know. But uh, who do you have? I mean, I'm a little biased, so I'm going to have the Lakers in the finals. I'm I'm uh, for a Lakers Celtics. Uh, uh, finals again. Um, just with, I think the Lakers are clicking at the right time. Uh, I think defensively, they've gotten back to where they were uh, before the season. Um, offensively, they're starting to figure it out. I think having Markeith Morris in the starting lineup has spaced out the floor and, and made them look a lot better. Um, so I think they're they're starting to find their rhythm. And then on the Celtics side, I think they have you know they have a really good big three with Tatum Brown and Kemba Walker. And I think that uh, I think it'll be tough for Miami to uh, hold off those guys. But um, I mean, Miami's just been it's been a lot of fun to watch them play. That team is a, a Jimmy Butler team. 
to its to its core and just that that tough heat culture. So I think that would be a really fun series to watch. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 thinking Lakers Celtics. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just want to point out that I was saying uh, Heat and Clippers before the bubble even started. So you could fact check me on that and uh, don't at me. <laughs> I'm, I might have to fact, fact check you on that, but that's hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good with, with the Heat, man. I mean, but they were they definitely presented uh, matchup problems for Milwaukee that a lot of people, it sounds like such as yourself, uh, realized going in um, that, that Milwaukee had a hard time with them. So uh, good, good call on your part. Yeah, I also saw. I think I don't know what the record was for the Bucks entering the bubble, but they did um, the math, adding their playoff games with the eight bubble games. The Bucks went like eight and twenty-two in the bubble. Wow, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. they. I mean, they were definitely <laughs> struggling. Um, and then just to you know, I, I think a lot of people have been, especially recently with them getting knocked out, but they do seem to be more of a great regular season team. And postseason, it's it's a little easier to scheme for them with you know with Giannis really being it's kind of a one man show giving him the ball and just um, and obviously he can't really shoot so um, I, I think unfortunately they're they're going to have to figure something else out over there um, if they really want to get over the hump. This break in the broadcast is brought to you by Untapped. Untapped is a mobile app that allows you to check in and rate beers, wines, and others at breweries, bars, and at home. Stephen Barnett showed me this app when he visited me in Colorado back in July, and we used it everywhere we went. When you first arrive at the brewery, you can check in via GPS on the app. From there, you can take a look at their full menu of drinks on tap and see their current ratings out of five stars. Once you have selected a beer, go ahead and take a picture of it to show off the head and color. From there, you have the power to write your own review and rate the drink on a scale of 1 to 5 with .25 intervals. The app will give you certain qualities that the beer should have, and when you taste it, you can select those qualities if you agree. Finally, you can post your review for the world to see, and even compare your ratings with the overall average. This is a splendid app for those who don't really know what kind of drinks they like, but also for binge drinkers and alcoholics. So grab a friend, grab a beer, and get untapped. According to sources, Major League Baseball is planning a postseason bubble. Following the first-round best-of-three series hosted by the top four seeds, the divisional series and beyond will be in the bubbles. This plan is still awaiting union approval, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes through. The NLDS would be in Houston slash Arlington. The ALCS would be in San Diego slash Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. The NLCS would be in Arlington. The ALCS would be at Petco Park in San Diego. And finally, the World Series would be at Globe Life Field in Arlington. What are your thoughts on this move? Um, you know, I, I understand where they're coming from. You know, uh, you see how the, the bubble has worked for the NBA. Um, and, and by the time you get to the postseason, obviously cutting down the teams in half, um, it's a little easier environment for the players. Um, and then being able to do it at several different stadiums um, in different regions with Texas and Southern California. Uh, so I, I completely get the move. I, I think it, it makes sense if you can, you know, if it's uh, if they find a way to do it in a safe way, like the NBA bubble um, has been. Um, I, I completely get it, and I, I think it's a, I think it's a good move for for this year. I mean, if there's not going to be any fans anyway, um, I, I think it's something that should be considered. And uh, it sounds like there's a good chance it's going to get pushed through. Yeah, I think I think for me, it's a little ridiculous. You know, in baseball, home field advantage is everything. Altitude, ballpark yeah. dimensions, 
all these other things that go into the competitive advantage of playing your own home field. And like, what I don't get is so, you know, we got the one through eight seeds, right. And the one through four are hosting the five through eight. So if the one seed is the angels and they're hosting the rays, like the rays would have to fly all the way to Anaheim anyways. So what's the difference between that versus playing the rest of the playoffs normally at your home field? Yeah, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from with that. I think that the way they're looking at it is, you know, if there's not going to be any fans, um, you know, we'll just play it in one park. You know, obviously, if you played it normally, then you risk someone getting potentially getting COVID just from flying to another city and going back and forth and stuff like that. So just trying to keep it in one spot or in one region, um, I think, is, is the plan there. Uh, like you said, I, I do believe, you know, in baseball um, – and I think in a greater uh, grand scheme of things, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of them explaining, uh, expanding the playoffs because of how possible the playoffs can be. Um, and, and so I, I'm not a huge fan of that idea in general, uh, but if you're going to do it, um, I guess this was the year to do it. Um, yeah. This bubble environment. Um, obviously, you know, this, you, you got to try it this year um, in, in a year where yes, home field is important because of, like you said, altitude or just ballpark dimensions and stuff like that. But I think just in a, in a case of this year, it, it's more about the safety and just trying to keep it safer for everybody. So mm-hmm. sticking to those couple ballparks, I think is the right move. Yeah. And I think the one thing I do like about this is that American league teams are going to be playing in national league ballparks and vice versa. So it's not like the NLCS is in LA and the Dodgers are there. It's like, Oh, well now this is like, you know, groomed for them to win on purpose. Like, no, the ALCS is going to be in San Diego slash Los Angeles. And the NLCS is going to be in Houston slash Arlington, or I mean the uh, divisional series, excuse me. Um, And so it's not going to be like a national league team is going to have home field advantage or an American league team is going to have home field advantage. The only way, a team would have home field advantages if the Rangers host the World Series, and I don't know if they're going to get that far. So I think that it's more of like a neutral site kind of a look, yeah. which I'm a little bit more okay with. But at the same time, it's just like, do I really want to watch these teams play randomly in a different stadium? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, you were right on about that. You know, it's nice that you won't get a situation where, you know, the Dodgers are going to be playing at Dodger Stadium in a, in a playoff series uh, before the World Series. Um, and I think that's, you know, the MLB to do to do that and uh, flip-flop with the leagues and the parks. Um, like you said, you know, it's it's one of those things. I don't really want to see it either in neutral sites. You know, that's that's not, you know, the ideal way to watch these games, but that's just how 2020 is. You know, Nothing just, is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just every, everything is is so different um, in in regular life and with sports. So it's just one of those things that we kind of have to deal with for now. And hopefully, we look back on it as a as a one year thing, um, and and we won't have to we won't have to deal with it next year. So if this yeah. is what we got to do just to to get a MLB playoffs in, um, and that's what we got to do. Yeah, and at first I was like, well, why isn't it just in L.A. with Dodgers and Angels, but then, you know, Angels, American League. So it makes sense to do L.A. and Dodgers in San Diego. So, Mm -hmm. no, I think it's interesting, and, um, you know, we're going to get to the postseason here, and it's going to be a little wacky, but it's still baseball, so it's better than the alternative of not having sports. Definitely. Um, Yeah, it's going to be really wacky, and and like we were talking 
out, especially with the expanded expanded playoffs and coupled with these these bubble sites. Uh, I think it's strange. I mean, just to, you know, we might be seeing a, a you know the Miami Marlins and the San Francisco Giants making the playoffs. Two teams that, if it was a full season, you'd think they'd probably lose a hundred games. So, like, yeah. it, it's gonna it, it's gonna be a really strange uh, postseason. I, I could definitely see some some uh, weird upsets happening. Hopefully, yeah. not the Giants beating the Dodgers because that'll just that'll just hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, kudos to these you know middle of the pack teams for playing well in a short season. You know. Yeah. That's good for them. Exactly. And, and, you know, it was probably, uh, you know, if I was a man, if I was a manager, I mean, I, I would definitely use the motivation of, Hey guys, this, this is a two month season. Anything can happen. You know, anyone can have a hot month and that's all we need to get into the postseason. You know, is it yeah, really just, just don't one play hot for the Yeah. Just don't, yeah. Just don't play for hearts. Um, and everyone else, you know, we got a shot at it. So, uh, you know, it, it's been, uh, you know, it's, it's been good to see that and see that it's been competitive and, and especially with, you know, it was touch and go there at the beginning with some of these teams getting COVID. I mean, obviously the Marlins, that was crazy with like half their team. The um, but some of these, yeah, and then the Cardinals too. I mean, it was touch and go. I, I was curious to see if they were going to be able to finish games in for those teams. Yeah. Um, but they found a way. So we're, we're hopefully, fingers crossed, it stays that way where everyone stays healthy here these next couple of weeks, get to the finish line, and then get to this postseason. Uh, the name of this game is called Rings. In this segment, I'll say an NBA player's name, and you're going to guess how many titles they have. Sounds fun. Let's do it. All right. So it's a mixture of active and past. Uh, we're going to start with maybe could be a harder one, but uh, Patrick McCaw. Three. Do you know with who? Two of the Warriors, one of the Raptors. That is correct. All right. Yeah. Bill Russell. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say, let me think, let me think. Was it 11? Yep. One yeah. for each finger and then a bonus. Yep. I think at one point they won like eight in a row back in the, mm-hmm. back in the sixties. Yeah. They won like, he won 11 titles in like 13 years or something like that. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's crazy. A lot <laughs> less teams back then, but still, you know, yeah. impressive nonetheless. For sure. All right. John Havlicek. Mm. Let me think. Um, I'm gonna say he won. I'm gonna say he won eight. That is correct. Oh, that that nice, one was definitely nice. shot in the dark. <laughs> okay. Okay. LeBron James. He has won. Let me think. Three. Yep. yep. Two with Miami. One with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. All right. Kevin Durant. Two, the the back to back with uh, uh, Golden State. Yep. All right, and Udonis Haslam. Oh, Udonis. Uh, he he would have to be. He would have to be three because he won that one with with D Wade and Shaq, and then the back to back with the with the big three. Yep, that's correct. So, yeah. Out of all these players, who surprised you the most? Huh. Who would surprise me the most out of all those guys? I don't know if any of them would would surprise me. I guess if I didn't know Udonis Haslam, that one would be the most surprising just because, you know, he he was a solid role player early on in his career with Miami, but 
it feels like he's been around for like 40 years mm-hmm. and like the last and the last 20 that he's just kind of been sitting on the heat bench is just like the elder statesman who's just you know the leader of the team but doesn't really play yeah so i i, w- I would say udonis has him just because of how long he's been in the league but just hasn't had uh hasn't had as much minutes on the court the last five or so years do you remember perry ellis he went to kansas right yeah, I felt like he was like a fifth-year senior. Like he would come back to Kansas every year. I'm like, dude, how many seasons is this guy gonna play in college? My God. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is with ever. There's always that guy. If you watch enough college basketball, there's always those certain guys that you watch, and you're just like, it feels like I've been watching you for ten years, mm-hmm. but you're only a junior. You know? Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because you see him so much on national TV with some of these bigger teams like Kansas. But yeah, I I, I definitely know what you're talking about. It did yeah. feel like he was he was there for a while. It reminds me of Bad News Bears when that guy has the thing and it has his uh, birth certificate and it's in crayon. It just says I am 12. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a daughter. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that probably that probably was the case for some of these college guys. <laughs> Zion, no, just kidding. <laughs> oh man, oh goodness. But uh, I think Patrick McCaw surprises me. He, you know, he obviously got carried the three titles, and it just so happens he was in the right place at the right time. So, you know, good for him. Uh, but yeah, definitely kind of surprising because he didn't really play a whole lot. That's true. You know, I, I honestly forgot about him that he was at the top of that with the players. McCaw probably is more surprising. Just, I mean at least Haslam was a starter on the, um, on the team back in 06, I think with the heat. Yeah. And he actually just, contributed to that. Yeah. Yeah. He, and McCaw just was a, is just a kind of the younger player who I, I believe was drafted by Golden State and then got, found his way over to, to Toronto. So yeah, that, yeah. that one would be more surprising. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So out of active players, who do you think wins the next one soonest? Uh, the active players and out of the active players we had, it was KD, Udonis Haslam, right? I think those were the three. And McCaw. And, and McCaw. But I'm talking like yeah. the whole league, not necessarily just those guys. Like oh, out of, just out of just players that play today who have won a title, like Steph Curry, like who wins the next Oh, one? okay. Okay. And if I had to guess, you would say LeBron just because you think the Lakers might win it all this year, but is that correct? <laughs> That's. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. Yeah, it, I th- I think it'll be LeBron just because I do I do believe the Lakers will win the championship this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would go there. I, I would go with LeBron for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say Kawhi just because I think the Clippers are gonna win it all this year. So, hey, I get it, man. We'll see. I, I think it will be one of those. I do believe it'll be one of the LA teams. So I think one yeah. of us is gonna be right here in the next couple weeks, whenever the finals uh, ends. Yeah. Well, the Clippers have to win Tuesday first, so we'll see what happens. They do. They got. They got to get past Joker. They got. They got to find a way. Yep. Absolutely. And finally, out of the active players who don't have a ring, who do you think will win their first? Oh man. Um, well, I, I guess I kind of have to go again with my pick, with it being the Lakers, and I guess I would have to say Anthony Davis. Okay. Um, since I believe that they're going to win it, you know, and I think you know Davis has played really strong in the playoffs and it seemed to really find his game offensively. Just, you know what he brings to the game defensively as well. I, I think he may have gotten robbed of defensive player of the year, but uh, yeah, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Anthony Davis. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Jimmy Butler just because 
especially if the Clippers lose, then I see, you know, Jimmy Butler and the Heat taking it all. Yeah. No, that's that's a good one too, man. J- Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's that guy's been playing great for Miami and uh I think he would definitely be more than deserving of a of a t- of a championship. So I could see that too. Yeah, I mean, outside of Damian Lillard, Jimmy's definitely my favorite player in the league right now, and I love playing as the Heat on 2K21. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, 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 it's crazy to think 2K21 has come out, but this ne- and typically the next season would have started right um, around this time, and for there to already be the 2K21 coming out, uh, it, like it's like we talked about, it's just 2020. Yeah, I mean, it's odd for sure, and. I was kind of hoping that 2K20 or even 2K21 would make a bubble game mode. Where oh, you they play, didn't do play that? eight games. No, I'm saying that would be cool if they did. I know that's what I was at. I because I thought that I had seen something, or maybe that was just fans saying that they wanted to see it. But yeah, that, I thought that would have been that would have been pretty. Uh, you think that would be pretty uh, simple for something for them to do? Is something uh, people would want to see? So, yeah, that's I too think bad. That'd be so cool. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but you know you've clinched the number one seed in to the window to the wall at six and one as you're firmly ahead in your matchup right now. Um, we're gonna have to wait till tomorrow to see who you face in the first round. As five teams are gonna finish at four and three. Um, I've clinched my division because I have the three-way tiebreak in my division, so I'm gonna be the two seed. But uh, do you have a preference on who you play, or do you think it's just on to Cincinnati? Um, I, I don't have any, any preferences, man. This is, uh, we got so many four and three teams, each one of them is, it feels like it would be, it, it's going to be competitive no matter who it is. Um, so yeah, I, I have no preferences, man. I think it's, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm just glad I'm back, um, in, in the postseason after, uh, after a year hiatus. Um, so uh, I'm just glad to be back and, uh, hopefully can, uh, pull out a championship. I, I think I, I've won one. I think it was a couple years ago. Yep, so I won in 2017, you won 2018, and then my dad and I won 2019. So I'm looking to repeat, and you're looking for number two to tie me. So, Yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of tight. That, that would be nice, man. That would be nice. It, it's like we're, It would be like we're kind of going, in, even though we haven't faced each other in the championship each time, but it's kind of like a, a Warrior-Cavaliers uh, thing going on right yeah, now. Where it's, it, one of us is going to win it. Yeah, I beat Garvey twice, and then you beat uh, Billy back in 2018 yeah. so mm-hmm. i mean hey you know if the stars align you're the one seed i'm the two seed that you know we could we could end up facing each other we could man that would be fun i i i was gonna say if you asked like if we if whoever we made it to the championship i did want to face you because yeah if, i mean if both of us have been going back and forth winning this thing it would be nice for us to at least face each other one time yeah and even if i did lose to you which i don't think i will because <laughs> i always seem to find a way because i, I want to say did you miss you didn't miss the playoffs last year did you or did i oh, let me see i believe uh, i did miss the playoffs last year or maybe i didn't miss the playoffs let me look last year 2019 i was a wild card garvey was a wild card and yeah you did miss the playoffs last year yep yeah so um no but i think if we did end up playing each other in the championship like you know, if I win, you know, I'm getting my third, my dad gets his second. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you win, you know, you're getting your second. And then now we're entering year five to where you and I both have two titles. And, you know, whoever wins next year, it's like, holy smokes. That's I know. Dog. Exactly. 
So let's, let's hope that this, uh, let's hope that happens. Let's hope, you know, let's hope I get my second and that we can go down this road and see who will get the third next year. <laughs> 2021, baby. 2021. So yes, sir. Yeah. Well, Hey, you know, it's always good to have you on the podcast and I love hearing from you, man. So, uh, you know, maybe once all this COVID crap's over, I can head out onto Phoenix and see you. So for sure, man. Yeah. Hopefully when this is all, hopefully this is all done soon. Um, appreciate it every time you have me on here. And uh, good good luck with the good luck with the postseason. All right, you as well. Peace. Mm-hmm.